أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه يجمعين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبد الله ورسوله اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وعلمنا ما ينفعنا وزدنا من فضلك علما وتعليما ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحلل عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد My dear and most respected brothers and sisters السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته May the peace and blessings of Almighty Allah be with each and every one of you in our previous program, we discussed the importance of preparing for the blessed month of Ramadan in order to reap the optimum benefits and blessings from the holy month of Ramadan. And we mentioned 12 points that we should be mindful of in order to prepare for Ramadan, the things that we should do. And the last point we said, Find time to help others with your wisdom, your knowledge, your talents. And we said that this attitude of khidmah, of doing service to others, is extremely important. And khidmah, or doing khidmah, is one of the best ways of progressing on the spiritual journey to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Among the, we want to mention a few other points of things that we should do, and then also discuss some of the things we should not do from now in order to prepare for Ramadan. The things that we should avoid from now in order to prepare for the blessed month of Ramadan. As for the things we should try to do, try to write articles on Islam for Muslims and other articles for non-Muslims if we are able to compile articles. If we are not able to write articles ourselves, then try to identify useful articles and circulate them or distribute them to others. Select articles that would be useful for Muslims and other types of articles that would be useful for non-Muslims and, and try to distribute them to, the, to, to others you are in contact with. Try to associate with Muslim scholars, ulama and pious believers so that you may learn from them. The best of company is the company of a pious scholar. And so if you see such a person, strive to spend time with them. Because the time you spend with them would only be useful and beneficial for you. And the scholars have mentioned that it is a sign that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you when he facilitates you to be in the company of a pious scholar. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide you, uh, so that you can be in the company of a pious scholar. Uh, that is a sign that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you because you can only benefit from the company of a pious scholar. 
Train yourself to do good deeds, no matter how insignificant it may seem, and render useful service to others. Get in the habit of doing good deeds, no matter how insignificant it is. Whatever good deed you can do, strive to do that. Try to learn how to make da'wah to non-Muslims and engage in this noble activity. Because Ramadan is a time and an opportunity for that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens many doors for us for da'wah in Ramadan and He softened the hearts of people to receive His message in the month of Ramadan. And so start doing that from now. Prepare yourself to engage in da'wah, to convey the message of Islam to uh, other Muslims who are not practicing Islam and for non-Muslims, your friends, your neighbors, uh, people in your community, uh, your co-workers and so on. So you can start uh, telling them uh, things about Ramadan uh, once that, uh, from now to prepare for the month of Ramadan and let them know about the coming of the month of Ramadan and then in the month of Ramadan to continue this noble task of conveying the da'wah, conveying the message of Islam to everyone. And the final point I want to mention, number, th- number 17, try to spend more time with your family and remind them to prepare for Ramadan as well. That we, we have people we are responsible for, uh, or, or people we, we love, the, uh, those people who are close to, to us in our lives, our family members, uh, and so on. Try to spend more time with your family and, and remind them that they should also prepare for the blessed month of Ramadan. And when we, so if we do these 17 points that we've mentioned uh, in the previous program and today as well, we would be preparing well for the blessed month of Ramadan. Now I want to mention the opposite of what we've been talking about so far. Some of the things that we must not do in Ramadan. The things that we should strive to avoid from now in order to prepare for the blessed month of Ramadan. Firstly, reduce the number of hours you watch TV. Instead, spend more time reading the Quran and other Islamic literature and engage in ibadah. Reduce the time you spend watching TV. One of the common excuses people make when we ask them to do things for Islam, they say they're busy. I'm too busy, so I can't come to the masjid. I'm too busy, I can't pray Jum'ah. I'm too busy, I can't come uh, for Tarawih. I'm too busy, I can't come and help in the masjid, and so on and so forth. Uh, the, the, the common mistake, I'm busy. But I tell you, if, if you stop watching TV, you'll have so much, so much time in your hands, you, you won't know what to do with your time. You'll feel bored. And so uh, reduce the time you spend watching television. Uh, and, and you would find that you have more time for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Avoid looking at unlawful pictures, whether they are from commercial magazines, department store catalogs, and otherwise. Because uh, this is something, this is an arrow that, that poisons our, our heart, goes to our heart and poisons our heart. And, and it affects us uh, spiritually. So we, we need to be mindful about this. Thirdly, avoid going to theaters. Instead, go to the masjid and make that a once a day habit at least. If you're going to the theaters, movie theaters, for example, uh, try to... Uh, Reduce that habit from now to prepare for Ramadan. And instead of doing that, go to the masjid instead. If, for example, there's a day of the week, maybe Friday evening or Saturday evening that you do this. Instead of doing that, use that occasion to go to the masjid and and sit down in the masjid and recite, pick up the Quran and recite the Quran. Yes, sit down in that masjid uh, and, and when it's time for prayer, you do your prayer. Uh, and in between the prayer, you recite dhikr of Allah, make dua to Allah, recite the Quran. Do these things and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless you tremendously 
for doing that. So, so make, it, make this visit to the masjid a once a day habit. It is something that we need to revive in our communities, wherever we are, in whatever cities we are, in whatever countries we are. Uh, we need to encourage our fellow Muslims to, to go back to the masjid and to spend time in the masjid. Number four, avoid eating too much. Do not eat unless you're hungry and try, to, try not to fill your stomach. The, the, the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, uh, in which the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, you should eat food that will fill one-third of your stomach, drink to fill one-third of your stomach, and leave one-third empty. This is the sunnah of the Prophet wasalam. And, and, and medical science supports this practice. It is the best for our health. So avoid eating too much. Medical science would also say that the, the, the root or the source of, of, of most illnesses come from the stomach. Come and because of what we put into our stomach, the food that we eat. So be mindful about that. And, and start changing our eating habits to prepare for the month of Ramadan. Even if we are not fasting, maybe it, it's a good thing to, to eat early in the morning. To have a healthy breakfast, a good breakfast early in the morning. Uh, because in Ramadan we'll have to take suhoor before Fajr. So if you can do it now, even if you, you don't intend to fast for that day, but eat early. And then maybe try to eat after Maghrib again your dinner. Uh, so that during the day you're not eating much. Uh, you, you, the body is getting accustomed uh, for Ramadan. So when the, the time of fasting comes for Ramadan, it will be easy for us. And, and then start cutting back on, on what we eat. Uh, because when we eat less food, we, 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 are, we become more spiritual. It, it helps in our spirituality uh, that we, we are able to do more ibadah. And we should try, try this from now on. You would see how, truth, how truthful this is uh, and how useful it is for us. If you drink coffee or tea or soda, pop and so on, be sure to, to reduce consumption of these things. Develop a health consciousness. Be mindful of your health. Uh, don't consume things that would be harmful to your health. And, and, and you know, take things in, 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 in balance. Don't go to extremes. Uh, be balanced in what you do and, and be mindful of your health. We need, to, we need to take care of our health to prepare for the fast of Ramadan, to prepare for the extra ibadah of Ramadan. Because if we don't, and we get sick in Ramadan, we may not be able to fast. If we get weak in Ramadan, we may not be able to do the extra ibadah of tahajjud and taraweeh and so on, of reciting the Qur'an. So we need to be healthy and strong to prepare for Ramadan so we can do all the things we would like to do in that blessed month of Ramadan. If you like to listen to music, then spend your time doing something more useful. Don't pollute your ear and your heart, because the ear is a channel to the heart. And what you listen to would affect your heart, either positively or negatively. And see so if you listen to music and, and lyrics that uh, are on becoming of, of, of Islam and Islamic tradition, Islamic teaching, and the way of the Prophet wasallam, uh, try to reduce that habit. Uh, and hopefully to get rid of it. Instead, try to replace that with, with listening to the Qur'an, listening to Islamic speeches, listening to good words of advice, and that would help us and benefit us. So we want to start doing that now to prepare for the month of Ramadan. Avoid those things. If you enjoy playing cards and other board games, try your best to avoid this as much as possible and fill your time with something more useful. You'd be surprised how many people 
waste a lot of time, many hours behind those useless activity or, or of little benefit. If you, if, if you find yourself doing that, wasting your time in that way, avoid it. So you have more time for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In all of these things we are telling you to do, the sahabas would do that and much more. How is it they had the time to do it? Because they, they gave their time to Allah and Allah gave them barakah in their time. And so it is, if we give our time to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless our time and give barakah in our time. So we'll, we'll be able to do all of these things and much more. As the Sahabas and the pious believers throughout these 14 centuries have done. If you enjoy going with friends to picnics and other social gatherings, try to re- re- reduce it before Ramadan. Otherwise, fasting would become difficult in Ramadan and the requirements of Ramadan, of Ramadan would become difficult for us to fulfill. We, we've got to be mindful of our time. And sometimes we, we do activities that eat away our time. We spend endless hours uh, in activities that are of little use or no use. And we need to start to avoid those things from now as we prepare for the blessed month of Ramadan. If you have friends who do not practice the teachings of Islam, try to avoid socializing with them. Because the people you socialize with would affect you in one way or the other. If you have friends that you socialize with and they are good practicing Muslims, you would find see that you would learn some of their habits and you would start doing the things that they're doing. Because if you're in their company and it's time for Maghrib Salah and they pray Maghrib, you wouldn't, you wouldn't sit, sit, sit down by yourself. You would join them and pray. And so that good company helps you to do something good. But if you're with friends that are not praying, that are not uh, eating halal food and so on, then little by little you'll be influenced by that. Don't think that you can protect yourself and, and you would be with, with bad company or be in bad company but you'll protect your Islam. No. You don't want to play with fire because you, you may get burned. Be mindful about that. So uh, choose your friends well and avoid those friends that would not help you in your Islam. If you travel a lot on business, try to do more localized business during this month of Ramadan so that you can be closer to your family and closer to your community. If you can avoid traveling in Ramadan, then do that. Uh, Because when you're traveling, it becomes difficult to to fast and to pray and to do so many things. And I tell you, even though we are allowed not to fast if we are traveling, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the ayat on fasting, but the fast of Ramadan is not like the fast of any other time. If you miss a fast of Ramadan, illness, travel and so on, then you have to make it up afterwards. But the experience and the sweetness, the spiritual sweetness you experience in Ramadan cannot be experienced out of Ramadan. So you don't want to miss it. We want to spend Ramadan in in, in the best way possible. And so you want to spend time with your family, with your community. Spend time with your community in the masjid. Invite other relatives and friends and so on to come to the masjid with you and spend as much time as possible in the masjid. And finally, if, if you're in the habit of staying up late at night, try to go to bed early so that you will be able to wake up early for Salat al-Fajr. We mentioned this, uh, this point earlier, uh, but I want to repeat it for, for emphasis uh, that we need to 
just as how we want to plan our waking time and manage our waking time, we also need to manage our sleeping time. Uh, go to bed early, uh, to get up early, uh, to be able to do tahajjud and suhoor and, and fajr and so on. And then whenever we are able, or if we are able to get some rest during the day, uh, try to do that to prepare ourselves for the extra ibad at night because after Aisha there's Salatul Taraweeh. So manage our waking time well and manage our sleeping time well also. Uh, start doing that from now to prepare for the uh, blessed month of, of Ramadan. These are some of the important things that we should try to avoid in, in this month of Ramadan. Remember this guest is coming to visit us. Before we know it, Ramadan will be upon us. And when this month comes, uh, we get busy during this month. And before we know it again, the month is leaving us. It goes away. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Only for a few days, the month of Ramadan is here with us. Even though it's a month, and that now when we look forward to Ramadan, it may seem like a long time. But really, it goes by so quickly. This is one of the nature of this special guest. Uh, this special guest doesn't want to overstay its time with us. It, 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 it wants to, to leave us when we are not ready to let go of it. You know, there are some guests that would come and, and they overstay their welcome. They overstay the time with you. Uh, that uh, At some point in time, you wish that they would just leave. Uh, because you can no longer enjoy their company. But not so with Ramadan. Ramadan comes with us and, and it changes our lives and it brings so many good things to us. And, and it's almost as if when we are getting into the spirit itself and enjoying it, Ramadan wants to leave us. Uh, it's, it's such a wonderful guest uh, that we need to prepare for us. And so... There are things that we should do to prepare for Ramadan and things we should avoid to prepare for Ramadan. <clears throat> In summary, be mindful of this importance of preparing for Ramadan. If you fail to prepare, you must prepare to fail. Some of our teachers would mention that to us. So if you don't prepare for Ramadan now, then we would fail the test of Ramadan. And what would we tell this blessed month of Ramadan when it comes to us? How would we benefit from this great guest if we don't prepare to welcome it? And so be mindful of, of that preparation. Now in your homes, just as how you would prepare to welcome a special person who is coming to your home, prepare your home now to welcome Ramadan. And for the, the families in the home, uh, we should get in the habit and the tradition of a Ramadan cleaning. That before Ramadan comes, we should clean our homes. We should uh, clean out our rooms and, uh, and let our, our homes and our rooms and, and so on be clean and, and be smelling nice and, and feel light. Uh, try to do all of this to prepare for Ramadan. And then... Our, our clothing, just as how we would want to dress appropriately in beautiful clothing to welcome a, uh, an important person who is coming to visit us, in the same way, prepare for Ramadan with perhaps with new clothing, uh, with uh, 
to look beautiful, to smell beautiful, to feel beautiful, to welcome this guest of Ramadan. And in, inside our homes, maybe to put up signs in our homes, to dress up our homes and decorate our homes with welcome to Ramadan signs, uh, marhaban, uh, ya Ramadan, and so on. And out of our homes now, we should decorate our homes uh, let it look. Let it look different. Let it be different. Decorate our homes so that other Muslims and our, our non-Muslim neighbors and so on would see some change uh, in the way our homes our our homes are looking. Maybe to put some lights out uh, outside of our homes that we would light up at night. It looks bright. Uh, and and when when our neighbors ask us about that, we would say it's because it's Ramadan. Uh, we're doing this for Ramadan and then even more for Eid al-Fitr to prepare for this blessed month of Ramadan. And this message that you're receiving today, pass it on to your relatives and your friends so that they can also prepare for Ramadan. And if, if we all do this, then our entire community, communities would be preparing for the blessed month of Ramadan and we'll, we'll be able to welcome Ramadan in an amazing way and we'll be able to benefit from the great blessings of Ramadan. And our dua is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would bless, uh, bless you and bless your entire families in, in this month of Ramadan and grant us the mercy uh, and the forgiveness and freedom from hellfire in this blessed month of Ramadan. The Prophet once ascended his member and as he ascended each of the th- three steps of his member, he said, Ameen. And when he finished his khutbah and he came down from the member, the sahabas asked him, Ya Rasulullah, we noticed that you did something now that you haven't done before. We, have, we never noticed you doing this before. That you ascended each of the three steps of a member and you said, Ameen. And then the Prophet ﷺ says, that Jibreel ﷺ, the angel Gabriel, came to him and told him something and he said, Ameen, in agreement to what Jibreel ﷺ said. And one of the three things that the angel Jibreel told the Prophet ﷺ is that, Woe be unto that person, unfortunate indeed is that person, who is alive during the month of Ramadan, but doesn't gain freedom from hellfire. And the Prophet said, Ameen. Yes, he agreed to it. Yes, unfortunate indeed is that person who is alive during Ramadan, and doesn't gain freedom from hellfire. Because Ramadan offers us that opportunity. Ramadan offers us that opportunity to gain freedom from hellfire. This is the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never goes against His promise. He wants to grant us freedom from hellfire. And He tells us what we need to do. And so this is a great opportunity that is coming to us in this blessed month of Ramadan. But we need to make use of this opportunity. We need to make use of this opportunity. There are many opportunities that sometimes would come to us in life. And if we don't grab hold of that opportunity, we lose it. And we're the ones to lose. And so if we don't prepare for Ramadan and treat it in this special way, we would not be able to grab hold of the opportunity that Ramadan presents to us. And that's what we need to do. Yes, so the Prophet said, unfortunate indeed is that person who is alive during the blessed month of Ramadan and does not gain freedom from hellfire. And that, I tell you, is the great najat, the great salvation. That 
is the great success for our entire existence to be to gain freedom from hellfire. If if we gain everything else in this dunya, but we are thrown into hellfire, we would not have gained anything. But if we lose the things of this dunya, but we are saved from hellfire and put into Jannah, then we have gained truly. The one who is taken away from the fire of hell, who is saved from the fire of hell. And Zuhziha, it's as if that person is on the brink of falling into hellfire and then they're pulled back. عَلَى شَفَى حُفْرَةٍ مِنَ النَّارِ As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an. Just uh, uh, one step away from falling into the fire of hell. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saves us. Takes us out from there. فَمَنْ زُحْزِحَ عَنِ النَّارِ That is the one who has truly gained salvation. And Ramadan offers us the opportunity to gain this freedom from hellfire. But we need to ask ourselves, how much... We really want this freedom from hellfire. How much we value this reward of the freedom from hellfire from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How much we value this. The, the sahabas valued it with all their life. Yes, with their entire existence. So, and so they lived for that. They lived for that. They would always ask the Prophet ﷺ, Ya Rasulullah, tell me what I can do. That would save me from hellfire. And in Surah Saf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this. They, they, they would go to the Prophet asking, What, Ya Rasulullah, tell me what I can do that would save me from the fire of hell. And every night when the Prophet would get up for tahajjud, the words he would recite as he prays Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Annaru haq, Annaru haq, the fire of hell is reality, it is the truth. It is real. It is not a figment of one's imagination. It's real. And so they, 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 they had this closeness to its reality. And so they lived their lives accordingly. To gain this freedom from hellfire. And Ramadan offers us that, the greatest opportunity for freedom from hellfire. But we need to prepare for Ramadan. And so be mindful of the things that we have to do. And be mindful of the things that we should avoid. From now as we prepare for this blessed month of Ramadan. And our fervent dua is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless all of us with His choicest blessings in this month of Ramadan. And, and uh, turn to us with grace and bounty and ni'mah. And, and help us and strengthen us to worship Him in a way which is pleasing and acceptable to Him. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us from the fire of hell and bless all of us with Jannah. آمين رب العالمين أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته